This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I hope you will plan to join me this year at Converge 19. Converge is the great conference put on by Conversant, the sponsor of this podcast, and it's in its fourth year bringing together some of the world's leading companies for two days of dynamic speakers, thought-provoking breakout sessions, and opportunities to connect with like-minded professionals. You will leave the conference with new resources and best practices, allowing you to continue the hard work of driving ethics to the center of your business. In this podcast, we visit with some of the upcoming speakers for Converge 19. In this episode, I visit with Ren McEachern, Managing Director at Exeter, on how to look at your third parties using data analytics. I know you'll enjoy it. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode. And today we're going to meet, excuse me, visit with Ren McEachern, Managing Director at Exeter. Uh, Ren, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to visit with us today. Yeah, no, thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Uh, good to reconnect. Uh, I was wondering, uh, for the members of our listening audience who don't know your professional background, if you could detail for uh, it for us and tell us how you got to Exeter. Sure. appreciate um, the opportunity. Um, so I've been with Exeter now for just over a year and a half. And prior to joining Exeter, I was, I was a supervisory special agent with uh, the FBI here in Washington, D.C., uh, in that capacity, was my last job um, was I was the squad supervisor of the International Corruption Squad for the Washington Field Office. Uh, and at that uh, position, um, I was leading cases uh, in FCPA, money laundering, uh, antitrust, along with uh, cryptocracy initiative as well. Um, looking at both sides of what we would call uh, the supply and demand side of international corruption. So we're using the FCPA to look at, obviously, culpable companies and individuals paying bribes to obtain or retain business, and then using money laundering, cryptocracy, asset recovery, civil forfeiture, working closely with the Department of Justice, SEC, and money laundering asset recovery section, FCPA unit, to look at the foreign officials um, and looking at their assets and using the other um, violations as a way to target um, the foreign officials. As you know, we can't charge them using the FCPA. And so, so last, uh, let's see, year and a half at the Bureau, um, I was leading that team um, basically around the globe, as you can imagine, um, leading those cases, uh, finding ways to be proactive around those cases. And then before that, I was the acting unit chief of the International Corruption Unit. And in that capacity, um, myself, uh, working close with a few of my colleagues, we were able to actually build out um, what is now the four dedicated FBI international corruption squads sitting in New York, Washington, Florida, and L.A., Um, and those squads um, did not exist prior to... um, are standing those squads up. Those squads were put together specifically to look at those same violations I outlined along the FCPA, antitrust, money laundering, cryptocracy, because the Bureau um, did not have dedicated resources prior to 2015 to look at those specific areas, as we all know, enforcement awareness um, around international corruption has grown uh, exponentially. Um, and so we were uh, ramping up our resources around those energies and that's um, where the program uh, then got started. 
And one of the things we were doing when I was over at the FBI looking specifically at the international corruption challenge um, was also finding ways to be proactive. As, as you and the audience knows, the vast majority of these cases come in through um, self-reports and uh, the painful self-disclosures that, uh, that companies make have to make that decision to come in and and basically, um, you know, report their findings and begin internal investigations and begin uh, building um, their compliance programs up and putting new internal controls once the, the root cause analysis has been determined, and then also building up culture <clears throat> as part of the resolution. And so I was very involved um, with those discussions, you know, listening to companies come in, you know, every 30, 60 days uh, reporting the DOJ and the SEC on, on their progress. But we knew that those incentives were in place and those were working well with things like deferred prosecution agreements, but we also knew we wanted to be more proactive. And so one of the things we were doing at the FBI was um, looking at um, our overseas offices um, and looking to put agents and analysts um, to sit in the domestic corruption offices of, of foreign governments with their cooperation, of course, to get a better picture of real-time evidence and intelligence around potential U.S. jurisdictions or in cases where we want to share or want to share intelligence um, to other jurisdictions who are also looking closely at the foreign bribery issues around the globe. And then also we were uh, beginning to leverage more and more of our toolbox, um, you know, not just um, the standard uh, interview and collect evidence, but also going to much more proactive techniques like using wiretaps, using undercover operations, um, and using the entire criminal toolbox that the FBI has access to to be proactive um, with those um, type of FCPA cases. And so that's, um, that, those were my probably most relevant years um, for you and the audience at the FBI, and it was a great honor to be a part of that program. I worked with some amazing men and women and got to be part of some huge cases and cases that are continuing now and some that were resolved. But I think, as we well know, the momentum um, right now in, in enforcement and in certainly on the other side, on the advisory side, the, there's a huge continued push um, and a lot of energy around these areas. Ren, you've uh, moved over to Exeter. I was wondering if you'd give us a few words about your current role. Sure. So right now, I'm currently the managing director of advisory here in Washington, D.C. Um, I wear several hats like everybody does when they go to consulting companies, but um, my main uh, focus is to assist um, our clients with large cross-border internal investigations. Those could be FCPA, those could be reputational, they could be things like arbitration, it could be asset uh, identification, asset recovery, basically um, large complex uh, matters that um, could take advantage of my experience at the FBI, but also taking advantage of, of some of the Exeger technologies that we have here in-house and some of the technologies that we use off the shelf to help our clients um, be really smart around big data uh, along complex matters and how to be more efficient, uh, what we say, pulling uh, the, the thread uh, and getting much better at finding those needles in the haystack when you're looking at huge amounts of, of, of intelligence and then um, pulling out the key pieces of evidence to understand uh, and get to that root cause analysis to figure out what happened. And then from there, once we've helped an investigation, we can also help them with internal controls and help them with design and implementation 
of those controls and also help them with things like diligence um, and how to be eventually proactive with things like monitoring of third parties um, through our various offerings at Exeger. Ren, if I could now, I'd like to turn to your uh, talk at Converge 19, which is entitled The Power of Integrated Third-Party Risk Management, a Law Enforcement Perspective. Could you give our audience just a, a teaser or a hint of uh, what your remarks will be? Yeah, sure. Appreciate it. And so it is, a, it is an interesting, um, what I would say, it's not a new shift, but there are some comments even recently by the Department of Justice talking about really the importance of, of data analytics and also using technologies. And um, uh, Matthew Miner of the DOJ made these exact comments not too long ago, I think it was two weeks ago, talking about the importance of understanding data when you're doing compliance and running internal investigations. And so to that point, um, one of the key areas is, is, is certainly um, data aggregation. You know, many of my investigations was at the, at the FBI and even now on the, on the private sector side, a lot of the companies knew um, after the fact that when they looked back at the root cause analysis, they had the information in front of them, they had the data, they had the ones and zeros, but they weren't in a position to aggregate that data in a way that they could actually see the fraud see the potential corruption or see the, the rogue activity or systemic activity of corruption within the company. And so, uh, you know, next week in Colorado, the thing I want to talk about is using, um, using data uh, in a much smarter, proactive way. Um, and we do that with Exeter and also f in implementing and integrating that into, um, you know, into the cloud. And, you know, we all know that this is really the, the platform of choice for global companies around efficiencies, around protections, around security, and how to do analytics better, faster. And so integrating key data sets, aggregating data, analyzing data, and then making sure it's integrated into your cloud platform to make sure that all the stakeholders have access, the people that are getting the information that need the information, the workflow is, is much more efficient. Um, and that you can work through global problems um, with the efficiencies and flexibility that, that's really necessary now. And with Matthew Miner's comments, uh, and even with my experience forming at the government, you know, the expectation of companies um, more and more is that um, if you're using data analytics on your on your business, you know, you should be smart around your compliance as well, because in, in theory and now in practice, you know, business and compliance and risk should all be integrated. You know, um, the business um, should understand that when they're looking at strict or strategic growth, that they need to have those discussions with the compliance people. And once you have that nice integration of data into the right cloud platform, you don't have to be reactive. You can actually be proactive around risk and third parties. And that is when good companies go to great. And when you can enter markets, emerging markets, uh, you know, what I would call challenging markets and do that efficiently and in a smart way and be protected because you've got the right risk mitigators in place, um, that makes for a much smoother business process. And then you can get in and be smarter about market share and growth and doing the right things on the ground um, and protecting your employees. Well, that sounds like a fascinating presentation, and I, for one, uh, greatly look forward to it. Uh, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but I want to thank you again for taking the time to visit with me, and I look forward to seeing you next week at Converge 19. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it, and look forward to uh, seeing you as well. 
Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you'll plan to join me for Converge 19. It's going to be a great conference, probably one of the top conferences of this year, both in terms of educational sessions, breakout sessions, and individual moderated conversations. I know you will enjoy it. I have a few discount codes available for complimentary passes to Converge 19. So if you're interested, please email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. You can find out more information about the conference on the show notes that accompany this podcast.